This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Coming up next, it's Studemonia, discussion and stories about living well in New Zealand from international students across Canterbury. Supported by the Ministry of Education. This episode of Studemonia is part two of a special recording of the UC Postgrad Students Association open mic event called Bring a Verse from Home. And just a warning, some of the content contains language that may offend some listeners. Right, guys, welcome back to the second part of the, of the open mic, yeah? We had some really interesting things in the first part, so uh, the next person starting on for, the, for this round is uh, Madeline, and she'll be doing some spoken poetry. Yeah, so I never said my poetry in public before. It's on my bucket list, so I really appreciate this event. It's a nice, safe space. I appreciate all the other performers as well for getting up here and being vulnerable and sharing their art. So, yeah, I'm gonna read some poems. Probably not all of them, you know. It's getting late, isn't it? So, this first one is a letter to an engineer. Oh yeah, I'm studying PhD engineering, so that's kind of where it's come from. Environmental engineering as well, so that might add some context. Dear Mr. Engineer, build a bridge between the savage and the modern, saviour of humanity, creative use of concrete, in this advanced civilization of withdrawn civilians. Forget about the indigenous flowers creeping up your retaining wall, holding in the discontent from spilling across the highway to everywhere, constructing destruction of cycles you can ride away from the hydrocarbons. We will not miss the smell. Um, okay, so this is a bit of a slam poem that I wrote one time. I realized today when I was thinking about reading these that they actually were kind of but that's where a lot of inspiration comes from, right? So this is called, I guess, I don't really put titles on my poems, but my fears or things I'm afraid of. I'm afraid of the night, but not because of the darkness. Thick black silence falls on my ears and empties that space in my head where the ones and zeros start forming, over, over, forming orderly shapes, overlapping like advertisements in the street, screaming out, Consume yourself from the inside out, but not in that self-care type of way. If I ask you to come to my party, will you show up to listen? All my mouth allows me to talk to you about is politics. Get used to it. Will the patriarchy ever realise it's the patriarchy that breaks our bones and our noses and our hearts into me too? Even though I said no, his consciousness said go. In. Make the most of this moment while she's feeling poorly. I won't reply to your message because I already read between the lines. There's no way today that we can share some innocent time face to face. Everything's far too fast paced. We're slowing down and having a fucking break. Do you realize that the lies stretch across the, scri- the skies? Don't be lazy or it will be too late. You won't get the key to the white gate. Survival of the fittest, the only species with no predator. We are the ultimate hunters, he said with pride on his face. Kill me and I'll kill you too, just so we can be sure to be in first place. 
Um, okay, so I don't know which one to do next. Um, this one's really dark as well. <laughs> Would you just relax for a second? Feeling good, feeling that gaping hole of existence, meaningless steps towards the discovery of the reality that death separates us from the past and brings us hurt in the present and pushes us into doing things we don't want to do when all I do is for you. Why am I here staring at a computer thinking about how everybody could do with a bit of healing? Why do relationships either expire or go stale? Faster than I can say, so tell me about yourself. You're afraid that I'll fuck you over. Your feeling is actually just my feeling because I've never actually escaped this organism looking for an orgy even though I don't feel at home inside myself. It feels lonely paying rent for this fucking room and this fucking house. Will you marry me for a visa so I can find where the grass probably won't be greener? But the marijuana is always sweet for me if I can eat from the mother tree. I like my fruit fresh off the tit and free. Okay. Would you like another? Yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> I stopped smoking the green. Va vapor clouds my thoughts. I can't stop reliving the past. Now that I can see through the glass, I throw stones to shatter the reflections. It's a true privilege to be able to self-acknowledge between all the required knowledge to make it in this town or make it over to the next great escape. It hurts less when it's far away over the hill. No, I don't want another pill. Just the thrill of a genuine connection, of a genuine orgasm, of crystal clear waters of sincere communication. But don't worry, I'm a Scorpio. I'm good at keeping secrets. I'll carry them with me to the bottom of the ocean. We all end up swimming with the fishes anyway. The relative density of you and me is 0.6, so according to the manual, it's destiny. Lo siento que haya dejado el corazón suelto en el bosque donde pisaba la tierra mojada, pies descalzados, descalzados dejando huellas para que vuelva a encontrarme con él. En el cima del cerro se despeja el humo de la ciudad, las posesiones nos posean y no soy tuyo ni eres mío, pero aún arden los cuerpos de gente desechable. En esta batalla no tengo arma y la bandera que llevo no protege contra los balazos y besos. Entre contracciones y contradicciones, la valentía es abortar la inseguridad. No te hace falta nada, no nos hace falta nada. ¿Por qué siempre termino estando sola cuando realmente somos uno? All right, so I've just got one more. I got through the whole thing pretty quickly. <laughs> so that's great. It's kind of long. It's more of an experiment, this poem, so I'm going to do it anyway. Here we are again. I hope at least we can appreciate that the line that we walk, the timeline, is actually just a trajectory along which they travel constant cycles, 
of creation and destruction, endless flows of material and resource. Time is a money, so time is a resource, a scarce resource, just like soil and water. And me, with new love and old grief, the lover, the fool, and the magician, best threesome I could imagine. Our cups are full, but we just dance around the edge until the man with the morals comes to drag us back down, taking pit stops among the fucking duality or the holy trinity, the renaissance. The meaning of life is that there is no meaning. Everything is nothing means more to me than to love you, not in a patriarchal type of way, but in that if you really love a flower, you wouldn't pick it because then it ceases to be what it once was type of way. That does not come with a guarantee. Because what if you don't really love me anyway? Thank you. Alright. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Thanks, Amazing set of poems. It's always nice to have more talent around and it's always nice to listen to more people around. So yeah, so a lot of these uh, performances are coming from us. Like the execs and Post-grad. So a couple of performances are coming from people who just uh, came up at the event right now. So in, in the interest of that, I would like to invite Sriparna for the next performance. Yeah. Hi everyone. So I'm Sriparna Shaha and I'm a geologist and I love art. I love looking at the night sky. Did you all look at the blood moon last night? Okay. So the reason I bring that up is because the poem that I'm going to share, I first read it in 2018 after a period of heartbreak and it brought tears to, to, my, to me and it made me see the value of love that is simple and beautiful. And last night when I was at the beach looking um, at the blood moon, I was reminded of this poem again and I wanted to share it. So this piece has been originally written, uh, performed, and composed by Priya Malik. I'm a huge fan, but I'll try to do justice to her piece. You're my Milky Way, my moon, my stars, my love, my life, my lamb. You're my Milky Way, my moon, my stars, my love, my life, my lamb. People always talk about their first love, but sometimes it's actually the last love that really needs the talking. You, you are the kind of love that I have begun to believe lasts longer than my depression cycle. You, when I'm black and blue and hurting, stand there with the lamp in between your eyes that shines the brightest every time I try to extinguish. You are a firefly on a dark night, fighting against my demons and yours. You are a lone warrior. On a battlefield full of hearts as dangerous as landmines. You are a soldier, a mountaineer, a poet, an excavator, who doesn't always have it easy with words. Your words burn hydrogen into helium like stars queuing up in the sky. You are the reason I have begun to believe that sky is a place that actually exists. It's a magic carpet that hangs upside down, and the rings around the planet Saturn are actually its lovers, giving it a long hug. You are my longest hug, my softest kiss, and my most meaningful shooting star sighting in a world where I no longer believed in telescopes. You are the reason why Galileo must have first turned skywards, leading to the discovery of the craters on the moon. 
It is said that because he loved the telescope so much and so dearly, he used it to observe the sun, which eventually caused his blindness. Do you know how it feels to be the blind guy who helps everyone else see the dark side of the moon? It feels like a feeling I never want to feel. It feels like an object making its way through my optic nerve, which leads all the way to the moon. You, you are the moon. You change shapes and patterns and makes children believe that there's an old lady sewing magical garments in the sky. You are the reason behind my high tides and my low tides, because human body is after all 75% water. You are my lunar eclipse, the gravitational pull of my earth, and the one that can cause a shadow on a thousand shining suns. You are a force, a push, a pull towards everything that seems right and perfect in my life. You are the sum total of all my wishes, my hopes and my dreams, and the return of every kind deed I may have ever done in my life. You are the result of every algebraic equation that I may have accidentally got right. And while, find, and while trying to find X, I, find, I found Y. I found why I had to walk through this galaxy of nothingness to find you. I have walked a hundred thousand light years to find you, shining, shining brighter, brighter than this entire constellation in the sky above. You are my Milky Way, my light, my stars. You must be my last love, because for a change, I believe that last love is the one that lasts forever. Thank you. Thanks, Shivana, for that powerful performance. And we we have uh, another performer before we reach the la end of the night. So I would like to invite Victor with his poem for today for us. So, yeah, please please welcome Victor to the Hi, everyone. So I'd like to share a poem I wrote last last year. It's called "Fall from the S from the Sky," and I'll just give a little bit of context about it. So last year I had um, a very ambitious dream and a goal, and it was to reach for the stars, so to speak. Uh, and I overcame a lot of obstacles, I did impossible things, and then near the end, uh, there was something which uh, just kind of shattered everything for me. It was like, uh, there's all these practical things that you can overcome, but, well, you can't change someone's will and so I wrote this uh, basically when I was grieving over over my my goal that couldn't be fulfilled the rain is pissing down on me but it's not rain it's the essence of life domesticized to beat down upon me if I stick out my tongue perhaps the taste is my own sweat and tears recycled over when I look up, I see a vision of nature, a punch bowl under the expanse. With my breath subdued, no will to stand, tears cannot be proved. I feel my glad and inevitable submission to its authority, that in my nakedness may it wash away all that is inauthentic about me, the remainder bound to be new and reborn. Thank you. Thanks to have some emotions up on display. Thanks, Victor, for that amazing performance. Now, as an MC, it's always a hard task to push yourself into an event like this. So I've tried my best to keep everything that I was supposed to do at the end because 
Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I kind of wanted to be overshadowed by everybody who came up before. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'll be performing now for some spoken poetry, just a little bit of that. <laughs> and uh, I hope uh, to convey some of the things that I mentioned at the beginning. So, as, as somebody who's, uh, who's always been around and who's, who's grown up with like a huge family around, like you wouldn't believe how huge the entire family is, and I don't want to mention that right now, but <laughs> as somebody with a huge family around, you always, when you're in the country, you never know. You, you always have somebody's cousins, uncles, in-laws, somebody living in the town and you always form these weird, weird connections with these people and in, in, in the actual family tree you might be very far apart and, but just because of that proximity you end up being very, very close to these people. Now, um, the point that I have is today is slightly, slightly grieving about something that happened to me last week. So it's, it's pretty fresh. I, it's pretty raw, but I hope it's, it conveys some of the things that I went through last week. So I call it lost. So I lost a cousin today. That's false. I lost him last Saturday. But no one back home would tell me. And I couldn't understand silences. We didn't want you worrying. What can you do? Everyone justifies their tight tongues as if silence would stop waves of death and grief. As if cries of sorrow, pain, of hell have not consumed our texts, calls, minds, worries, social media, and anxieties. I can't quote numbers. I won't quantify this death, this death parade. I've lost someone I know. Statistics rarely mean much to the individu individuals, and we're all handling grief in our own way. Years ago, I lost a friend, a friend who lived far away. I imagined him still there, hiding in the crowds of the big town. I'd like to believe my cousin, lost in the fog of a pandemic, Maybe, maybe then my grief would go away to come back only when I head home, months, maybe years later. Thank you. Well, the, the second poem that I had for today, and I hope I'm not running on time, I was supposed to take time, so you know, still <laughs> away. So uh, the second poem that I have is uh, sort of a little bit balanced from some, uh, some reading that I've been doing recently. So growing up, if you if you know if you have Indian friends, growing up you'd know that there were these amazing TV shows which were talking about epics from mythology. A couple of them being Ramayana, which is based on the story of the virtuous King Ram, and uh, and the my personal favorite in the last couple of years has been the Mahabharata. Now, <laughs> Bharata is another way of saying India, and Maha means mega or great, and it's it's an epic about a great war that consumed almost all of India and consisted of kings from all over India. And there are like some very nice small stories going on in there, stories of intergenerational conflict and stories of reincarnation, stories of um, divine beings interrupting games and, and, and sort of tilting the balance in the right directions. And in the whole thing, there's this one, the, 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 the main war that happens in the middle, which is called the Mahabharata, uh, that happens over 18 days. And it's supposed to be a virtuous war, but at the end, whatever happens, uh, at around the ninth or 10th day, one of the a couple of the laws of the, of the, of the war get broken. And uh, the brutality of the whole thing is realized when, first of all, it's a war between uh, cousins, let's, let's just say that, and people take sides in the whole thing. And uh, one of the nephews, or one of the sons of uh, the kings on one side, he gets brutally murdered by the people on the other side. And I could kind of uh, relate to the fact that uh, the, 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 the nephew known as Abhimanyu, 
he had to get into this military formation which he knew how to get into but didn't know how to get out of and, and didn't know how to break the last circle of the entire thing right and somehow somehow at that at at a moment of reading i could relate that with the idea of uh, us coming into this country and not being being able to leave back and so there were certain gates that definitely broke but it it never came up so i wrote something which is slightly meta between these and this is in hindi and i'd love to give an explanation to anybody who comes to me later but it will have to be a bit later so um yeah so here it goes it's called shabdantin शब्द अंतिम राह पश्चिम छोड़ सब वह घर से निकला क्या पता था घर के रास्ते खुद ब खुद न खुल सकेंगे सिटकनी एक अदृश्य एक बीमारी की किवाड़ी बंद करेगी हर दरवाजा दूर घर और खेतीबाड़ी हर कदम अब दम बेदम है है अधिक पर फिर भी कम है हम किनारों पर खड़े हैं नदियों के लय के सहारे हम खड़े हैं संक्र लय के लहर लहर मरने के बहाने रह सके जो घर में अपने कब धुरंधर वह कहलाया आज अब के कल के गहने अस्त्र बंद है पर सजाया जो निमंत्रण घर से दिखता उसको वो घर सा समझता घर छोड़ा कि यह पता था पर वापसी का न सोचना अब कठिन था थैंक यू एंड विद लाइक लाइक यू मेंशन सम द द पर्पस ऑफ दिस थिंग वाज आल्सो टू ब्रिंग अप सम मीडिया दैट सॉर्ट ऑफ रिमाइंड्स अस ऑफ होम समथिंग इन टर्म्स ऑफ नोस्टैल्जिया सो द अदर डे आई केम अक्रॉस दिस रियली ब्यूटीफुल पोएम कम लाइक शॉर्ट पोएम फ्रॉम Uh, an Indian author, Vikram Seth, called uh, "All All You Who Sleep Tonight," and it's a couple of lines, and I'll I'll end with end on that note because I feel it sort of sort of covers up the anxiety of being away from home. It goes like this: All you who sleep tonight, far from the ones you love, no hand to left or right, and emptiness above, know that you are not alone. The whole world shares your tears. some for two nights or one and some for all their years thank you so much yeah now back in dancing mode <laughs> so yeah with that i think we we come to the end of our uh, our open mic and i'm 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 overwhelmed by the support that most of you uh, provided to the to the event and it was amazing to hear stories and songs coming from home and it's always a pleasure to have an opportunity to share some of the doubts worries anxieties that we have regarding this but also to celebrate some of the things that come from our home because i feel in some sense staying away from things makes you sort of think about the things that you were actually missing right sort of shape sculpted in a mo- in, in a manner that makes it that much more precious i say yeah so in that in that sense i must congratulate all of you for actually bringing up things that uh related to something in your life and something that could be shaped into an experience or a memory that will probably last with you for years and probably go across as stories to the people we come around with that i would like to uh, close this event and before we do again a huge thanks to planes fm for uh helping us uh, shape this event and the mixing world project and a huge thanks to everybody who performed today It was amazing to hear from you. If you have more stories, let us know. We'll probably get you another space for this. Thank you so much, and with that, we close the night. Yeah. You've been listening to part two of Bring a Verse from Home, an open mic event hosted by the UC Postgrad Students Association. 